0: Welcome back to another episode of The Young and the Rest Sis. I am your lovely host, Aura the Wise, okay? Definitely Aura the Wanderer, but never Aura the Whack. Period. <laughs> episode two is brought to you by the letter A. A for audacity, okay? Um, definitely A for advantage. And I'm gonna throw A for anger issues in there too. Thank you letter A for being what, always on time. Now let's get into this segment we like to call Jack and Jill. Uh, Gen Z, we back on that ass, we back on that ass. Now, Gen Z is turning away from college at record numbers. Only 51% are considering a four year degree, which according to a nonprofit that studies these things is a 20 point drop from May, 2020. Now they have their theories, I have mine, right? One of their theories is that the growth of college costs is likely the driving force behind this shift. Um, tuition costs have jumped about seven percent every single year since the year 2000 and the current student pays an average of $35,500 just around that amount in tuition every year Um, now they feel like if the trend continues that Gen Z continues to opt out of a four-year degree that the United States will be left in financial shambles academic shambles Um, and there are arguably some benefits to being raised in a household by parents who were fortunate enough to pursue to four-year college degrees. That we can yield to that as a fact, right? Now, I kind of feel like there are financial benefits to this for the actual Gen Zers. Now, let's talk about debt, because <laughs> we already there and we already there, right? Now, about 43 million Americans have student loan debt today, okay? And for many, they will die with that debt. If we compare the debt that we see here with American students to the debt that they see internationally, I mean, we're talking about $20,000 in um, debt for the average international student who doesn't attend school in the States um, in comparison to our average, which is about (laughs) $75,000. So at the very least, they might not be starting off with a four-year degree, but financially they're starting off with a clean slate. And I do feel like that's a benefit for the actual students, for the young kids, um, whatever route they take, student loans have been a huge barrier to many millennials and above um, pursuit of home ownership. Just a crutches Just in general life has really been fucked up for a lot of people because you owe that man, and this is one of them people you can't get out of. Now, the other side of this coin is there is a substantial amount of planning and support. And I think all around care that goes into creating an environment where a young person doesn't have to take the traditional four year college degree route to be able to get some footing, learn some good skill sets that they can transfer to the workplace if necessary, um, bump elbows with the right people, network in the right spaces, and just really put four years not in the classroom to to good use. A lot goes into that. And I think that's for any age. That's not just because you're coming out of high school. I think with any person four years with the right support system, you can do a lot. However, four years with no support system, not much is going to get done. So there is an assumption, follow me here, that the student I'm referring to, the student who takes that four-year break and goes out and does something substantial, really sets a foundation for success later in life, that that student is not the average student who isn't pursuing a four-year degree. Um, Now, there is a great amount of concern for the low-income students who perhaps can't afford to attend college, but also may not have the best, uh, most financially viable support system around them this is also a reality that cannot be ignored um the education data initiative found that about 83 percent of undergrad students qualify for federal financial aid because i know that's kind of where that conversation goes however just like i said there's a certain kind of support system around this person who takes four years off and does something great there's also an absence of a certain kind of support system around a a lot of low-income students so um, while many students qualify for financial aid, we do see that the resource is often underutilized. Um, and when the student does take advantage, the, they don't know all of the ways and bad ways and alleys and back streets to fully take advantage of what is being offered to them. Covering college costs can take years of planning. And for many of the kids who are headed to college, it's a part of their plan, it's been a part of their plan for a long time, so much so that their parents have been putting away money for their college education, more than likely since they were born. There's also an element of knowing your family's financial situation, which is something I'll say that we were somewhat privy to as young kids. And it doesn't always sound like, let's sit down and talk about mom's financials or mom and dad's financials. Um, Sometimes it just sounds like, put that back, you know, we don't have money for that. Or, you know, we're not going there, I can't afford that. Those kind of things do paint a financial reality for your kids. And one thing that research has showed recently is that high school kids are more likely to attend college if they think their families can afford it. So often we are, understandably so, because we're good people and we have empathy and compassion, afraid to, you know, lump on more debt onto our family, onto our parents, um, and will ultimately forego pursuing a college education at all. So thinking about the loans is a major stressor for a lot of young Gen Z kids who are hearing more of this conversation probably than ever before. So we don't know what this looks like in the future um, because again, we're looking at both sides of the coin. Some kids are gonna be prepared for this. Some kids are doing this because they don't feel like college is an option. However, they don't have another plan. Now, we know if we know nothing else, that Jack and Jill are going to come back down that hill with more than what we asked them to put in that bucket. Um, And so they didn't bring no four-year degrees. They definitely brought us a little something from DeVry. But they also came back down um, with a little rental because the Gen Zers have jumped ship on college degrees, and they've also jumped ship on the dream of homeownership. Um, Apparently, most Gen Zers see homeownership as just unlikely for many reasons. Um, The white picket fence and a little bit of a backyard and like that cookie cutter reality that many of us were sold as kids um, has really turned into a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment that you share with your good girlfriend. Um, Gen Zers are living at the highest period of inflation in their lifetime, right? Now, there isn't really any kind of Positive trajectory that the United States appears to be on. The US is ashy, y'all. I'm not sure if y'all noticed. Um, but particularly when it comes to major milestones like homeownership and things that involve like America's financial structures and systems and all of that good stuff. Now, a 2021 survey conducted by apartments.com showed Gen Z was similar to um, some other groups, and how likely they valued homeownership was around 26% said that they felt it was important. However, their confidence um, really plummeted when they started being asked about how attainable they thought homeownership was. Uh, Looking 10 years down the road, only 13% of Gen Z respondents said that homeownership was extremely attainable. Um, And I think that that is an honest outlook. I don't think that um, they are in any way being pessimistic as some of the, you know, the baby boom Group like to to you know project onto the young kids who are looking at a situation and saying, "Hey, I really don't see the bright side or the upside of this." Particularly when it comes to my life and what I want for it, um, we could you know take into account that for a lot of Gen Zers, they witnessed they were kids when the older groups were experiencing that first housing crash. <laughs> That resulted in a lot of Americans losing their homes. For many of them, their dream homes. And so, I don't think it's just the trajectory of home ownership for them, but it's also what they've witnessed home ownership do to the, you know, the adults or the older people in their lives and in their lifetimes. Um, so, I would argue that, you know, this is a, a pretty realistic outlook on home ownership for Gen Z individuals. Um now we are seeing the real estate markets change and shift and do what they do, but right now they doing what they don't because you know rent for a one-bedroom increased about 28% in the past year according to rent.com. So on a on a macro level, younger generations can't keep up with the rising cost of rent. And then on a micro level, um, the cost of living and you know, transportation bills. Um, you know, the fact that many of them aren't pursuing college education, even the, the other things are really starting to, you know, get out of pocket for them. Um, now, about 46% of Gen Zers live paycheck to paycheck. Most of them really do have their, you know, expenses and whether or not they can cover them as the primary stressor in their life. Um, at the same time, these same studies asked Gen Zers how they, you know, how they perceived the gap between the richest Americans and the poorest Americans. And most of them, 72% of them, feel like that gap is widening. So if they know where they fall on the spectrum of things, you know, they know where they what their reality is and they're actually being very realistic about it. And then also they feel like all of the circumstances that contribute to that reality are worsening. It would be, it's some kind of delusion to feel like oh yeah but things are going to look up for me i think the most realistic outlook is the one that they have um, and they're not the only ones that have it. Let's move on and see what else Jack and Jill got in this pile. Surprise, it's the messy-ass Millennials. Apparently, the Gen Z girls aren't the only ones with their homeownership dreams fading away. Let's get into it. With each passing year and this accelerated pandemic kind of lifestyle kind of shit going on, an increasing amount of Millennial renters say they'll never actually own a home. Now, according to the same study we just referenced um, when we talked about the Gen Zers, That same study said that about 22% of millennial renters saw themselves as always renters, as people who would always be renting. Now, if you don't particularly see homeownership in your future plans, that's not an L. I do wanna state that. Not everybody wants to own a home. Me personally, I'm still not sure if that's a part of what I see for myself in the future. However, we know how America looks at marriage and homeownership as the markers for successful adulthood. And if you don't have them, ah, like the system just crumbles. So many of that, um, a lot of that really could be going on, but let's continue. Now, despite the stereotypes that most millennials are like me and don't want to be tied down and really don't want to have to go through the huffle and buffle of owning a home, child who really want to be able to call somebody and say, hey, come fix this dryer, come fix this leaky roof, right? Um, Most actually do. 77% said that if it was affordable, that homeownership was absolutely something that they would pursue. Now, that's more than double the share who said they would prefer the lifestyle um, benefits of renting such as, you know, the flexibility, and like I said, avoiding the maintenance. So um, there really are pros and cons on both sides if you really consider only America, only, child, let me not sound like an American here. Only the United States, okay? Hola, and needles as the, um, Uh, as a potential potential place for you to call home. Ciao! I'm all over the place. Let's continue. Now, across the country, the median home sales price jumped, okay, in the last two years, almost $100,000. So from 329,000 to 408, okay? And it really continues to increase. Now, depending on where you are, that's sounding real silly right now. Shout out to my Californians, okay? Where we see the single family home price across San Diego County, sitting right around $888,000. So certain cities, child, the people are speaking the Spanish for real. Okay. You got a lot of people from San Diego hopping the border, going down to Mexico to save money and, and money they are saving. Okay. (laughs) So there's just a lot of stuff going on with America. Just totally becoming unlivable for younger people millennials and gen zers and many of us are saying the dreams that we were sold as kids okay the you got to do x y z these are all the things you have to check off the list are becoming uncheckable these people was out here very crazy and cheating on people in plain sight okay shout out to our good sis Nia long Hope you doing well Okay, and then you bro can't afford to even have that raggedy ass love story be in no house. Now y'all sharing an apartment. Okay, y'all y'all can't kick each other out because y'all both on the lease. It's not right. It's not right. Okay, we are really saying if this is what life and success as an adult look like, we don't want it. We will live solo and, and be happy in it. Okay, we will live somewhere else, maybe not in the United States. I have so many friends who are traveling outside of this country um, and you know, finding new places to call home that afford them a more luxurious, better, soft as the girls like to say, soft life, given very soft lifestyle. Okay, like nobody wants to be here struggling to pay bills, scratching and surviving. Okay, you doing everything you can to become a homeowner. A bad storm come through, a flood system or a hurricane. Shout out to the girls in Florida. Hope you're doing okay right you lose everything and who's really penny pinching to help you get back on your feet is that same company you just signed on to to pay your arm and your leg okay so yeah there's a lot to consider here additionally the fact that the highest home ownership rate belongs to baby boomers they sit at right about 78 percent um so if you and then you got to go through them to get the house, child we're not going to get into it because they'd be real stingy with their information and with all of their property um, but yeah, shout out to the girls, shout out to everybody. Uh, you know, it sounds like we're going through y'all. it, y'all. Sound like we're going through it together. So if you see a Gen Z, you'll point her out. Hey, child, we're giving out free hugs all week. Um, let's move on now. Usually we would jump right into you that with OBG, okay, oldies but goodies, but instead. I wanted to take the girls on a little trip. Can you dig it, baby? <laughs> We're going to do a little segment this time called Aura Around the Way, where we get into a quick trip around the globe and expand our environment with news from places that we typically don't hear about, don't see. Um, Let's get in the plane, girls. You ready? Seatbelts. <laughs> now, the girls are really fighting, y'all. And I mean, war- is warring. It must be the season. Is Jupiter in retrograde again? Y'all know these uh, these planets just do what they want to do. Now we got the Ukraine versus Russia. You got Burkina Faso versus everybody. You got the girls versus Iran. You got everybody tussling. Okay. Now let's get into the details real quick and keep it real cute and succinct. Okay. Now Russia sent home they shitty soldiers. They said either y'all is out here giving soft life in the middle of the war, or you just a little too crazy and we can't have you because you a liability at this point. Either they put them on a bus and send them back okay but the uk at this point is celebrating their successes okay they see a little bit of gain down in the southern region okay the girls is having a little hilltop party down there to celebrate okay and they said this is our bike and we want it back bitch that's right get your shit back okay um now at the same time this is where it come into play when you got good friends, they gonna look out for you. Cause Turkey pulled up and said, girl, we got your back. Okay, Turkey is literally building boats for their friend Ukraine. What kind of friends you got? Check your friends. Check your friendship circles to see if a bitch will build a boat for you. If you was in the middle of a war and you really needed some shit to get through. Now, they don't know if these boats is going to be done on time. That's only gag. But they did say they're going to shoot missiles and that's real impressive, okay? But one thing that might even be a little more impressive than having friends so good they will build you a boat is having friends so good they will crowdfund you a tank. Shout out to the motherfucking Czech Republic. Girl, get you some good friends. The Czech Republic said, we see your boat, okay, and we raise you this motherfucking tank. And everybody pitched in on the pot to get you this tank girl get you some good friends so war is warring okay they really is out here just fucking each other up you know you ask men they claim they got good reasons child i'm not gonna judge their reasons um but yeah girls get back in the plane girl let's continue let's continue now over in burkina faso this is a lot so let's break it down real quick now january happened right and leader paul henry Damiba, um he led a rebellion to overthrow the country's democratically elected president president Kabore. okay now that's um that's paul henry right he pulled up okay he said bitch we don't like how you run the thing so he said we finna get you up out of here and he had his homies with him so they got president Kabore up out of there and then paul henry was in charge now that was january cut to october 2nd his own junior military offers rebelled against his ass okay that's a coup within a coup now if you will they accused him of being soft on crime, basically, okay? They said that he's leaving more than 40% of the country under the control of Islamic terrorist groups. Um, and according to religious leaders, they was the ones going back and forth trying to mediate the shit to try to keep Paul Henry from getting that shit put on him and also trying to appease his junior military officers who said, we had enough of this shit, right? It's a riot. Now these aglomis leaders they did snitch on Paul Henry real quick, right? Cause on Saturday he was talking cash shit and they told everybody about it. They say he ain't scared. Do what you gotta do. Okay, I shed what I shed, and he said he was standing on his square, right? Now that was Saturday. Come Sunday he said, "Cool, I'm finna step down. Just don't hit me and let and let all my friends get out of here safely." Okay, now how do we even get? to where this is becoming an issue the islamic insurgents spread from neighboring mali in 2015 since then thousands okay um have died in in this seven year time span and over two million people in burkina faso have been displaced as a result so there's a lot of you need to do more you're not doing enough we need to do more how can we do more on one side and also there's a lot of uh, keep doing what you're doing and, and let it go you know what I'm saying keep doing what we're doing and we're gonna turn a blind eye so it really is like I said a coop within a coop you got a country at war with itself um and you know a heart and just tons of prayers and, and warm wishes go out to the people who are living there who don't have shit to do with this who really just want a peaceful ass life for their family and their kids and their parents and all of that and really have no part in none of this um my heart goes out to those people but these niggas that's fighting for power child we done seen it before but hop back in the plane girls we gotta take a trip it's a quick one though we're going um up to the middle east let's get in Okay, sorry y'all for the little bit of turbulence. Okay, the pilot had a couple drinks, but now we are here in Iran and what the fuck going on? I know you wanna know. Now, protests erupted after a 22 year old Masa Amini um, died in custody of the country's morality police. Um, and they accused her of violating Iran's veiling uh, laws, very strict veiling laws. Um, and this happened on September 16th. Now it's clear, by the way the shit then popped off when it popped off, that there's way more beneath the surface than just this very tragic injustice. Um, and may 22 uh, year old Amini rest in peace um, and thoughts and prayers and all of those things, her family or friends or loved ones. Um, this is a great tragedy, a grave loss, um, just in, on a personal side, unexpected death, unexpected loss is um, unimaginably painful. Um, but to have it occur in what appears to be a very preventable way, um, I'm sure is adding to the, the level of grief that her loved ones are experiencing. So our hearts go out to her, um, her family, here from the young and the rest is. Now, the protests are a rare display of defiance against the Iranian government. I want to be very clear. Um, we have seen situations of very national public protests occur from this region however they are rare now any at any given day in america you can find people on the curb yelling about something they want and they ain't getting um you don't typically see protests particularly against the government in iran so this is a big thing gender aside i want to be clear um but the protests do also have to do with women and girls rights that is undeniable now since shit has popped off you've seen violent police crackdowns arrests beatings 40 people have been killed um and our hearts go out to these people who died um fighting for what is right um internet outages cut the protesters communication with the outside world so you've got journalists and people sneaking around and getting the tea and bringing it back to the girls okay um these repressive regimes are not new to iran obviously and all Iran is really fed up. All, I want to be very clear, like you have a sprinkle of men who are in power and power positions and they're just wicked as fuck. But for the most part, people just want to live their peaceful lives. They just want to live and and practice whatever they practice and believe whatever they believe and laugh with whoever they laugh with and love whoever they love and not be fucking bothered. So all of Iran is put is really fed up with the motherfucking federales, okay? Um, and with the failures of the government. But now the youth has decided to fight back for a better future. And you know, once once kids really start set tripping on some shit, you're really not finna talk them off of they square. Now, what do Iran, Burkina Faso, Ukraine, Russia, and all but 14 motherfucking countries in the in the world have in common? I'm gonna let you guess. I'm gonna give you the. I'ma let you guess. You got it for me? You got the answer? What is it, girl? Say it with me. These motherfucking men, let's get into it. That's right, I said it. Every last one of these countries who is embroiled in war, very costly war. Like the cost of human life is too, it's cost too high. The rent too goddamn high. you gonna have to lower it, okay? You need to cut it. War has such a high cost and who is just pulling strings, probably sitting behind a desk or sitting somewhere comfy, surrounded by militia and all kinds of shit, pulling strings, putting people's lives on the line, willingly rolling the dice in search of power and position amongst other men, mind you, it's these motherfucking men. Child, we finna get into this segment, TMFM say it with me now these motherfucking men men are being morons again have they ever stopped do they ever take breaks (laughs) y'all get into my poetry bag no seriously do men ever take breaks now we are seeing wars all over the world and america has a little bit of a war of her own now the supreme court overturned overturned roe v wade in early may right um since then The men just can't get enough. They can't stop talking about these wombs, these wombs, the babies, okay? Abortion has become the big X factor in the midterm election as well, okay? 85% of Americans believe abortion should be legal in some or all cases, and I'm not gonna judge y'all like whatever, I'm not even finna get into that because y'all not on the docket today, okay? But most Americans believe abortion should be legal. So what the fuck is these men up here tussling and slap boxing with each other for? If you speak for the will of the people, then what is there to tussle about? What is we going back and forth about, right? Estimates say a third of the 6.4 million spent on political ads this cycle have focused on abortion. You know, the portion of politicians that are motherfucking penis people, most of their asses. I'm not finna pull up the facts right now. Cause it's so inconsequential cause y'all know what I'm saying, is facts. Most of you running for a position don't have a womb to speak from. But somehow other people's bodies have become the focal point of your political campaigns. Are y'all fucking on a crack? Chow! Uh, men and their obsession with vaginas and procreation <clears throat> is typically, it is more often than not, at the root of the weird shit that they do one weird bitch in a book said that he God said be fruitful and multiply and men have been pumping without purpose ever fucking since are y'all okay like your lives have depended on it somehow yet single mothers account for a third of all households here in the motherfucking west 22 million single moms in America today raising more than 25 million US youth a fourth of 20% okay a fourth y'all 20% of children between zero and 14 worldwide lives with single moms. They live with single mothers. America isn't even first place when it comes to talking about who got the most single mommies. Try the UK, try Lithuania, try Latvia, try Denmark if you want to have some real fun, okay? Like, we have three times more single moms in the United States than there were in 1960. Oh, and counting. <laughs> ah. And you know they love to look at the girls and say, oh, you was being fast out there. Oh, you was being fast. You was swinging it high. You was swinging mighty low. They love to tell those stories, right? And imply that most women end up raising children alone because they out there thotting and bopping and do while popping. Okay? Now, while half of all single moms um, were never married, 30% of y'all were divorced and became single mamas. 17 percent of y'all may have got to the to the altar but now you're separated okay and now you're also single mothers only four percent four percent of women who end up raising their children alone and qualifying for single mama status only four percent of them end up that way because they're widowed meaning these motherfucking men died they finally did something right i said what i said Most of you become single mothers by way of a man's decision to leave you raising that child alone. Huh? But y'all are begging for babies. Y'all are blocking women into having babies. 14 year olds are are intelligent and and enlightened enough to be mothers, but can't have a drink and a little bit of a puff of a cig. And let's not even talk about how many foster children there are here in the United States, over 400,000 at this point. And by the time they age out of foster care, only half are stable enough to get a job. The same amounts become substance abuse users and half of them graduate high school. This isn't about family, it's about fear. Where the fuck are the men who want us to have these kids so bad when it's time to raise these kids so much that you would put it into policy that a woman cannot opt out of the same job that y'all opt out of every fucking day. This isn't about morality. It's about misogyny. This isn't about preservation, it's about power. And if you think fear and misogyny and the misuse of power are exclusively white men's weapons, sis, how long have you been um, asleep? (laughs) How long you been asleep, girl? Patriarchy is about the monopolization of power to the detriment of all persons, okay, including the orchestrators, including the boys and the men primary primary okay patriarchy's primary concern is control and what better way to control people than by burdening their bodies Mm. y'all these motherfucking men (sighs) it is a wild time to be a woman this takes us to our last and most beloved segment of the show which we do call this week's word for women um girls the word for the week is do what the fuck you want to do um and i mean fully truly truly from your heart your spirit sometimes you got to sit and figure out what that thing is but do what you want to do i am one of those girls who grew up in a household where I was told that most of the things that I really liked to do wasn't okay for me to do, okay? Either they were too white, all right, or they were too tomboy, or they were too uh, not dainty, or they weren't feminine enough, or what boy would like that? How would I ever get married if I didn't like to do dishes? Oh, Oh, everything I wanted to do, nobody else would want me for it. And I was also taught that that desire coming from someone else was far more important than whether or not I wanted to be with my own motherfucking self. Mm-hmm. And I learned the long and a strong way um, that the people telling me not to do what I wanted to do because somebody else wouldn't like or enjoy or appreciate or embrace or approve of what I'd like to do. Somebody else told them that. Right? And they ain't been themselves since. They've been doing what other people wanted them to do their whole lives. And so they beat the freedom out of me. They ripped the liberation out of my spirit and taught me that the greatest affirmation I could receive would come from outside of me. And I know that not to be a case. I know that to be a lie today. There is no greater joy for me than doing what the fuck I want to do. Dressing how I want to dress, speaking how I wanna speak, writing what I wanna write. Mothering the way I want to mother, if I want a mother, loving the way I want to love. Okay, exploring the world in the ways that I deem fit, right? Partying in the ways that I like to celebrate. Doing everything the way that I want to do it has been the greatest joy in my life. Because what I realize is that doing things for everybody else's approval, right? Especially in a world that wasn't made to approve of me to begin with, a, literally a world that was designed to keep me pursuing approval. Right? It never quite felt as good as it was supposed to. Good. It never quite turned all the way that it was supposed to turn. Right? It never came full circle. Me doing it all for somebody else might have got me a cookie here and then, but the payout was nearly as sweet as it is when I do exactly what I want to do the way I want to do it, and see the results that I envision for myself. So this week's word for women, girl, do what you want to do. Ladies and good girlfriends, you have reached the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for being a listener of The Young and the Restless. I cannot wait to see you next week where we will be getting back into the good shit. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave me a review over by the Apple Podcast or the Spotify.com. Go ahead and share this episode with one of your good girlfriends who you feel might enjoy getting into the tea with us here on the young and the rest sis if you want to suggest an episode topic to be discussed on the next episode of the young and the rest sis go ahead and leave me a line you can do that here on spotify or any of my social media channels and also stop by amazon.com to buy a copy of my book of mothers and daughters also available on ebook And if you really want to connect with your girl, join my Patreon, The Real Aura, and hang out with me and see what other exclusive content I offer to my real ones. I'll see you next time, people. Peace.